This is the podcast, Putting on a Coat of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Coat of Colors, a council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast will make room for persons of color and their white allies who are both gay and straight to tell their joys and frustrations, to tell their sense of belonging and their sense of exclusion, to celebrate our uniqueness to the larger community and celebrate our commonalities, and to invite members of the larger community to join in this purpose. Thank you for listening. Now let's get started. Here is our podcast host, Thomas Riggs. For this third episode with Pam, Pat, and Roger, we hear them discuss how being a part of Code of Colors has given them a nearer understanding of the day-to-day and systemic issues that their black siblings experience. Even as they start to participate more, they discover that they need to continue to learn how to decenter whiteness. They find deeper lessons in proximity that they couldn't learn from a book. They find that empowerment leads to service and action. And beautifully, this group of white allies sees that Code of Colors is a bright light that is perhaps hidden under a bushel, and they see themselves as the ones that are responsible for sharing Code of Colors with their white siblings in the church and in the community. And I think my consciousness has just expanded so much about, just Roger, as you were having your aha experience, my consciousness has expanded so much about what um, people of color carry in this culture on a day-to-day basis. And part of that was the curriculum that we did in Sacred Conversations as well, but the micro from the microaggressions to you know, having to have the talk with your um, adolescent sons and um, the institutional racism that we just have got to keep trying to uh, trying to dismantle everywhere in our churches as well as our you know as our other institutions. And I think it's made a difference for me in trying to be responsible. I feel a sense of responsibility. It's both desire and responsibility in, for example, in the small group that I facilitate in incorporating um, in the readings that we do, um, like I'm much more conscious about including people like Howard Thurman uh, or other writers of color um, in my devotionals. I know it made a lot of difference as we were going through all the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery and, and, and George Floyd. When something possessed me to write a devotional about I Can't Breathe. And I found myself, and I think this was more heart and spirit than cognizant, saying that I can't breathe until we all can breathe with much more of a sense of safety and freedom in this country. So I think that it just kind of keeps burgeoning out for me. Um, it was such a joy to um, 
approach Cassie last summer and say, uh, after she had shared, because I'd ask her, what are some books that you really, you know, that you just take to heart, people that are writing now that you think are really compelling, you know, that might be a good book study. And so she said, she talked about I'm Still Here, Austin Channing Brown. So I read the book and I just, I mean, you know, I felt clobbered in some ways, you know, um, um, legitimately so. But um, when, and then I went to Cassie and she agreed to co-lead that together. And so, you know, and then I said to her, you know, I mean, I have the history as a facilitator here, which she doesn't have. She has other histories here. But I said, no, you've got to take the lead. You have to take the lead on this. And this has a lot to do, I think, with the awareness that we all have that of stepping back, of decentering whiteness, um, whether it's just in a simple matter like facilitating a group about a book about race um, or in our very church, in, in our culture, um, etc. So I don't know where the next thing is going to be, but I am grateful to be a part of Code of Colors and um, to just see where we're going, you know, to see, you know, where it will go next. To me, it's uh, being a part of Code of Colors is like uh, an expansion of and going beyond reading the books. I mean, I've been yeah. reading and reading and reading yes. the books, yes. but until you're having personal experiences that are, like I said before, transformative. Um, and those opportunities to see, to step back and see yourself <laughs> and mm -hmm. see how I've been complicit yeah. in um, systemic racism and how I still continue to be because it's the water that we swim in. Yeah. And to really, I, you know, I don't think um, the academic part of it is the foundation, but it's that's all it can ever be unless you actually have experiences. When we went to the garden, oh my goodness! So, um, so our experience of going—is it Garth American Church? What was the name of the? I don't remember the, the name of the church. It has it? three names, I think. But where they're doing the Seeds of Hope Garden, right? Yeah. Seeds of Hope Garden. Yeah. And uh, when we did that work, you know, side-by-side side people, and uh, I needed to go into the building, so the pastor there took me in and with such pride was showing me her building and explaining how that church is 109 years old. Wow. It was just another reminder to me of, you know, all the richness that, uh, that I've missed out on, not even knowing, you know, the things in my own community, my own city. Uh, that are so essential to who we are yeah. and yet it's so easy to grow up in this city in your neighborhood and never have experiences with people from other uh, from other faiths from other cultures you know it's just a it's an yeah. interesting phenomenon to me now that I can see it yeah it's just a very interesting phenomenon well, the Hidden History Tour that That's we wonderful. went on was also a part of that. I mean, for me, it's embarrassing to have lived in the city your whole life mm -hmm. and never known. Right. 
So Pat, I'm intrigued, and I didn't expect this, but you ended your shares like to kind of, and where do we go from here? And I never really thought about that. Um, but the two words, if, if my two cents worth, if, if I were to contribute like into the, the themes of where colors can go is, I would say the two words for me are empowerment and service. And empowerment in the sense of more Latinos, more Asians, more whites, more African Americans, and the empowerment of each other individually, of our own ethnic group being part of the salad bowl and the whole salad bowl itself. Just and then when we, whether it's the Sand Branch or the the uh, David Burnett School, the 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 service that includes the larger family instead of our own particular. Uh, self-interested group mm -hmm. so I think you know my themes would be or would be you know the continued expansion of empowerment in the individual the group and the whole and the service that exemplifies that that takes that consciousness and makes a difference in the world it's the action part the action yeah, yeah that's the, the intent action. and the action the mm -hmm. empowerment the and the service the yeah. right so I would love to just see more people of color in the in the sea of faces, you know, on Sunday morning. But I understand uh, the the podcast on um, when Neil was talking about how he understood how hard it is for people to, uh, of color to um, be in to struggle be in that struggle all week long, and then come on. Why would they want to come on Sunday and be in a white shirt? You know. So I would love to see more of that, but. Um, but it's not really about the numbers, it's about what you're talking about, Roger. Yeah. I think it's about the quality of quality. what's happening with the, with the people who are here. Um, and the shining light, I think, that this organization has the potential to be. I think, you know, I think it's a bit, my observation, my perception, I could be wrong, it's been a little bit of a, of a light uh, hidden under the bushel. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I've, always, I've communicated this to Stella and Philip in our private discussions. It's like, I think this organization is meant to be a brighter, more visible light to everyone in the church and what it is we stand for. Right. Our so. new mission statement. The new mission statement's amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. So if we that. could just get, it, get the concepts across <laughs> to everybody yeah. that, that that's what Code of Colors is all about, then I think there would be that. Because the colors has a lot of colors in it. <laughs> yeah, the coat of colors. And I think there's been some movement in that, Roger. Uh, it's not as much, I think, that any of us. You mean in the expanded profile? Uh, yes, yes. Um, there's more uh, visibility in the bulletin, and I think from the pulpit and. Um, and I sing Code of Colors praises every time I have a chance. Me too. Uh, for example. Uh, and I do think, it, okay, I think it makes a difference that folks like, you know, of our skin tone do that um, to other folks. And, um, I mean, one of the things that I, you know, have talked about is the fact that for years that there's been this prayer call on Saturdays that Code of Colors has, you know, has um, um, sponsored, so to speak. And, you know, I think, you know, Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer. And every Saturday there's been prayer and people submitting prayer requests and things like that. And that's a faithfulness that is, um, you know, extraordinary. 
Um, so I, I, I mean, I think we're all singing that, you know, singing that tune about visibility and action. I, <laughs> I ought to be saying this or not. Several months ago, David Burnett School gave us the award. I don't know, and we and we had our pins on, which I'm lost. Anyway, I stayed for both services, you know, to, to stand up. And I just remember I stood up and I could see several friends of mine, like, not mouths drop, but like, they hadn't even noticed, <laughs> like, some wasn't like computing or something. And I said, and, and so a couple of them afterwards in the second service said, yes, I'm in this group. Why? <laughs> That's a brief explanation, but I just remember it's like, um, it was just a personal experience of being kind of like having receded myself down more into like a worker bee and, it's, and my, some of my friends not realizing I was even in it. Well, I had a similar experience on that same day because I had my badge on mm -hmm. at church service and the people who sit next to me so often uh, saw my badge and they said, oh, are you an usher now? <laughs> and, and the assumption was, you know, that I had uh, taken on that other role. It, it's just, it was just one of those subtle reminders. Yeah. Subtle, subtle reminders. Yeah. This has been a lovely sharing. This has gone very smoothly. <laughs> I could benefit from having this little gathering every Saturday morning. <laughs> and I've learned, I've learned so much more about you guys' history, too, yeah, and yeah. where your hearts have been, because that kind of individual, you know, as a group, as whatever group you're in, you don't really understand what's behind the eyes and the and the heart of of uh, of the people you're with. This has been very enlightening for me. Well, my hope for the results of this is that other people will hear mm -hmm. because uh, once it's on the podcast, mm -hmm. and that other people will see and feel that what's in our hearts about why we're doing this. Yeah, um, and and you know, hopefully, hear sincerity. Um, in our choice to be part of Code of Colors. Thank you for listening to this edition of Putting on a Code of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Code of Colors, a Council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. Cathedral of Hope is the largest predominantly LGBTQIA congregation in the world. Our church has a strong community presence and global reach through its online ministry. We self-identify as a church that is progressive, inclusive, and social justice-minded. You can find out more about Cathedral of Hope at www.cathedralofhope.com. In the mission statement of Code of Colors, we assert that, through faith, hope, and love, Code of Colors is a council for all people that seeks to decrease the cultural divide and increase a multicultural presence in the church and the community. You can find out more about the outreach programs of this group by searching Code of Colors on Facebook. That's spelled C-O-L-O-U-R-S. And request to join the group.